Mark's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 Marshall Applewhite, and you're listening to Base Agenda. UFOs on the flow. 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 Make that shit go. Agenda episode 133. This week we're back in Detroit of another incredibly talented artist. Real name is Joel Dunn. He's known by many aliases, including Cocky Balboa, Octo Red, Gosh Kids, and more recently as the purveyor of some nice, slow, dirty sludge techno under the name Marshall Applewhite. We're going to spend the first half of part one looking at Marshall Applewhite tracks, then we're going to explore. The music from his other projects as well. 
We've got absolutely everything this week, from techno to electro to IDM to metal. Everything from some of the roughest stuff you're going to have heard for a while to some of the most beautiful stuff you've heard for a while. In part two as well, Marshall Applewhite is in the mix. So get ready for a ride. Open your minds up. Definitely not a show for the purists, this one. SoundCloud and iTunes over the weekend, complete with the full track list, soundcloud.com slash bass agenda. That one's special because that's like Constantine and I, um, the friend. I had, uh, he'd been living in Berlin for a couple months last summer, and then um, I went over there at the end of the summer and stayed for uh, all of September. And um, we're just in this small apartment in Berlin together, and uh, we're playing around with different sounds, and he had been pulling up old project files, and um, there's kind of a vocal in the song. You can kind of hear it, you know, in the background. He had made, like, years ago. Um, So he had sent me all these stems of, like, recording with a Zoxbox, like all this randomized Zoxbox effects. So I kind of cut up those sounds into more of a formulated pattern you know yeah, yeah. and then just kind of threw the threw the vocal in by accident um i remembered he had sent me you know because i put that together after i got back from berlin and uh yeah that that's that's a that, that was that was just kind of special
I mean, I like the beat on it a lot. You know, like the electro kind of sound. Yeah. I mean, electro has been a big part of, uh, like, since I started DJing. Because um, mm-hmm. originally I was just doing live PA uh, performances electronically. And then I uh, got tired of lugging gear around. So I was like, maybe I should start playing records, you know? Being in Detroit, it's really it was really easy to come by here, you know? It's like adult and ectomorph and that kind of stuff. So yeah, just that just that feel um i always wanted to capture and i think that one really really worked out you know um the original version of that song was uh it was just me on vocals i did the whole vocal for it and it was like the beat was completely different it was it was more of a uh dark wave song i guess you would call it maybe i kept the original music and i was like this this doesn't really work with her voice as well so I just kind of went off on a tangent and uh it just kind of really worked out so i just i just really like the whole the, the way they came together and you know so i really like the one and it plays out really well
that one was for uh, clandestine out of uh, Glasgow. Um, and Carl uh, had hit us up originally to do uh, his last uh, Dark Acid compilation that that did really well, and he had asked us all individually, like Constantine, uh, the friend, um, and then Shady P. Duncan. He'd asked us all to do our own releases for the label, um, so I kind of got to go further. You know what I'm saying? I could take the sound. It was nice. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a typical just like four on the floor dance song. So that one, yeah, that one, that one's like a little weird, but uh, I'm glad I got to see the light of day. Because it's hard, you know, especially with like cutting records, like actual records, where it's like you want to be able to sell them, you know, but. There, there's like a balance you know that you have to maintain with like a lot of labels um especially with the tempo range we're at where it's hard because you know we get a we get a lot of like people that are like yeah this is great but i will never play it because it's so slow Detroit Underground, um, who's uh, so that's more like the IDM side, but um, and he he's another one that you know kind of says you know whatever you're feeling just go for it. Um, so that that was for uh, we actually did a tape release. Um, that was on a tape release, and then the digital is a little different. Um, the tape is more of a mix mixtape vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I I like being able to kind of branch out in that direction you know it's like like you know the the more random beat patterns and yeah
Octored, like, towards the last kind of Octored stuff I did, um, it was, uh, it was Moombatone, but it was more techno-based, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'd met the friend, uh, Constantine, um, who was doing stuff as simple, um, for, like, Apollo, RNS, and, uh, when we had first met, um, he had started making slower, you know, like 106, 108 BPM techno. And uh, it just kind of came about as like a, uh, like I've already been doing this kind of stuff. He was starting to experiment, but like I wasn't doing the, 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 the Octa Red stuff wasn't as heavy. So we kind of came up with a plan where it's like, you know, let's take this and branch out a little more, you know? So that's where the, all the sludge stuff began was like through him. We're getting recognized for it a little more here i think um but it's not uh we don't like have a scene for it you know there's not like a specific night or a specific party you know but i mean that's what we get booked for more or less here um is that sound no
dad has always been in bands, so we've always had instruments in the house and such. Uh, my uncle recorded, he was like a writer for a bunch of different people, and one day I like took one of his, I'm left-handed, so I, I took one of his guitars and kind of flipped it and, <laughs> against his knowledge. <laughs> I taught myself guitar, and <clears throat> um, they got me piano lessons when I was really young, because I started getting into dance music when I was really young. Um, but not really like the best probably. Uh, I mean, obviously when you're like 10, 11, you know, your, uh, your view on music is different, but, um, just trying to figure out like why you're, you know, where, where the sounds you hear are coming from, you know, you got like CNC music factory and stuff like that coming out. Um, just trying to figure out that kind of sound, you know? Um, so it was like, well, you know, they got me piano lessons and then, uh, I was like, well, I don't want to play piano, I want to play keyboards. <laughs> and didn't, I couldn't grasp the difference, so I kind of quit the piano lessons for a while. Um, and then it all started making sense later, you know? It started out with, like, pop and, like, uh, like rap, like hip-hop. like uh we have the edm stuff here but like it's cool because it brought a lot of new life into dance music here um it brought new crowds in um and like we didn't have anything for a while like i mean everything turned to minimal techno like boring really boring sterile you know what i'm saying it's all you could get in the clubs here and then when dubstep blew up i mean you know they were pulling like four or five hundred kids with no headliners just saying the word dubstep you know and that i mean that's like 2010 2011 um and then it just started getting like even bigger than that um so it was really nice to see because like i don't hate dubstep or any of that stuff by any means um it wears on you a little bit after a while just because like it became so one-sided and there there's a lot of crap that comes along with it but it's not um it was never anything that really bothered me. Um, and it brought like a, a younger crowd in, you know, that now has like over the past couple years has been, you know, um, thinking outside of dubstep more. The, the kids that weren't just there for the party or weren't just there for the drugs that actually enjoyed the music and the sound are now like starting to get into like the weirder stuff or, you know, even the more normal. You see a lot of that here, especially with like the kids that go to movement. We don't have a lot of dubstep at movement now. Um, they kind of cut all that out. But the kids still go to the festivals and uh, or go to the festival, and uh, now they're being exposed to that, and they're like, "Well, this is this is heavy." You know, you can like still 
So we're really lucky here to have that kind of scene available. You know, whereas like I think other other cities in the states where uh, EDM created a dance scene, um, we already had something established that now they can branch out and and investigate more. You know. single track title because uh, I want to make sure the music's got time to breathe don't forget full track list download will be up on soundcloud.com slash bass agenda over the weekend also via iTunes
talking, uh, Joel and I, Marshall Applewhite and I, spoke about uh, his views on racial tension in Detroit. It seems to be shifting more towards openness. I mean, we're a really diverse city um, anyway, you know, but I think there's still a problem with like, uh, you know, I think the city's, the city proper is about 70 to 80% black yet the dance scene is like predominantly white at all the clubs you know like the bookings bit of a problem we still need to fix with that i don't see a lot of tension in the scene necessarily but detroit's a detroit's a weird animal as far as that goes because i mean we had we had the riots that really kind of set the tone for the city you know with like a lot of the destruction from that side like was never fixed I mean, there's that, and then the collapse of the auto industry, um, like prior to like this this whole collapse in the 2000s. Like, so the you know the big companies pulled the factories, all the money left, and then there was just empty buildings everywhere. Um, and I think that really put a divide in between like the inner city and the suburbs, suburban communities. But um, a lot of people see that we're all in the same boat, you know. But I mean, there is there is some. Yeah, I think I think like more in the '90s than like early 2000s with like UR, you know, being a very like like black centric label. Um, but it wasn't like anti-white by any means, you know. It was just more of like being proud of who you are. I mean, that's what UR always like represented to me, anyways. You know, it was nice. It was nice for me to see as like you know an oblivious white kid, you know. Only you can decide that a piece of music is more than something for today. It endures. Music you want to hear. It's that rare quality which pleases when one first hears and pleases more and more as one grows familiar with it. The only difference between this and some other listening time spent with purely pop recordings is that you could listen to this oftener. And, and, and right here... And right, and right here, I'd like to mention the gentleman who has done so much to help me get friendly with music. Me and thousands and thousands of other people. Right, right here, let's listen to what I mean. two extremes, the influences and inspirations of Marshall Applewhite.
Well, when I started um, getting more into the electronic side, I had a friend come over and was like, have you ever heard Jungle? And I was like, no. Like, what? Like, no idea. You know? The, the speed element, you know, um, really drew me in. And, like, the, the, the sub element. And then uh, kind of... I don't even remember how I came about hearing Aphex Twin, but I remember buying the, the Richard James album. And it was just uh, absolutely mind-blowing, you know? Just the whole the composition, the melodic element, and it was, like, really aggressive, but not in, like, um, like a mean way, you know? And that kind of just branched off from there with mm. my love of that stuff. I've always been drawn to the, the, the melodic side of everything. That's... Um, I kind of go overboard sometimes where there's a disconnect on a dance floor with too much melody, it seems, for some reason. But uh, he has, like, a good balance. death metal CD I ever bought like uh, uh, it was like in a used bin um, started going to record stores and uh, I, I developed this like affinity for uh, just buying things based on covers like album art and I was drawn to more of the uh, the metal aesthetic so I just started buying metal eventually you know when I hit my early teens or whatever and then uh, you know switched like industrial and then that kind of it was a good crossover point where it was like electronic, but it was still heavy, you know? And uh, I was like 12 or 13, but I probably looked like I was like 22. Um, and the guys at the record store had never carded for like the parental advisory stuff. And I saw that and it was like, even like the cover had like said like edited cover. And I was like, oh, it gets crazier than this, you know, like a big bloody cloth. Um, I got home and the... Just the way the guitars work, like the, you know, they have two, you know, like with a lot of guitar, or a lot of metal guitars, it's about like the two guitars playing off of each other, and uh, yeah, that song in particular just like 
absolutely blew my mind at the time. It's like, how, how is this, you know, even possible? aliases that Joel Dunn uses to record electronic music using the name Hagiophobic Priest, his love of death metal, Dead Cunt Parade.
Bjorka, I don't know if you know, he did the uh, production for the the last Bjork album. He's really been been getting out there a lot more. Um, I mean, I think before that album came out, he was pretty established in New York. Um, just kind of that weird art dance crowd, you know? Um, it's like the really different aesthetic. and um, But his music on his own is just so amazing to me because it's like so non-linear but it still like makes a lot of sense you know um and that track in particular is just like insane to me Vanity, one of two tracks chosen by Marshall Applewhite that have blown him away lately. Second one's coming up too, a track called You Tell Em by Zebra Cats and Layla. If I bite your apple, is it really a sin? I wanna Google every part of you or where to begin. If I bite your apple, is it really a sin? I wanna Google every part of you or where to begin. Yo, USB to my hard drive, your network to my Wi-Fi, your DSL to my band with them, we loaded up and we logged in, I unwrap my internet, I'm all set, keep us going in, send me the trade and let's get it in, send me the trade and let's get it in, bathroom, mirror on the bed, or the flow, Instagram, and essence, straight to Tumblr, let it go, no hands on the wheel, cause it closing in the car, something up the pictures with your girls at the bar, Instagram at Essence 
That guy is also extremely amazing as far as I'm concerned. Um, his entire catalog, it's like it's like another New York guy too, you know? Um, he's like, uh, I don't know if you know about him at all, but he's like an MC. It's just mind-blowing, you know, like that, the whole the whole vibe of that, that song too. Yeah, because I mean, it's like another one where you can like, you can throw it into a, you know, a dance set, but like, it's just really like... Tell uh, disconnected from the dance world to a point you know but it's still like you can work it in you know what i'm saying i, I really like that yeah. that element yeah. of music you know a couple of quick promos for you coming out soon something new from dj godfather a track called loud mouth featuring good money broke beats Bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Don't know what the hell you talking about. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Don't know what the hell you talking about. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Don't know what the hell you talking about. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Don't know what the hell you talking about. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Broke bitch, loud mouth. Don't know what the hell you talking about. Broke, 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 broke bitch. Broke, 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 broke bitch.
it's Phil Fierst, something new from him coming out soon. A track called Bullets of the Head. Coming up next, we slip into electro mode. Joint effort between Marshall Applewhite and Kiro. A track called Murky Water. you'd hear some seriously filthy electronic music this week and you have done i also said at the top of the show you'd hear something beautiful too this next track coming up has uh, just totally blown me away the last couple of weeks amazing piece of work beautiful beautiful work so this is marshall applewhite aka joel dunn recording with lise classically trained pianist and singer from france tracks called the moon before it kicks off joel's going to tell you a little bit about it working uh, at Ford Motor Company World Headquarters uh, right out of high school doing uh, television broadcasts and uh, corporate meetings. And um, one of the sound guys for the corporate meetings, um, his wife's sister and Lisa's brother have a child together. Um, and then that guy does like professional sound for like Steely Dan and uh, a couple other bands. He like tours. Um, doing like the main soundboard for those guys he, you know I think he thought like her and I being around the same age we might be able to like do something different you know so she was writing songs so I was like helping her with like the weird side of her music um, 
she'd come back every summer and we'd kind of get like one or two songs done and then uh for the moon in particular um that whole thing there were like the moon this won't work um those were all songs i had wrote by myself um but i did it through an auto tuner because i can't sing and uh just kind of had an idea of like how i wanted it to sound um and then sent it you know sent it over to her to listen to and then when she got here we re-recorded all the vocals Stairs, maybe flag up there. 
amazing stuff. Just time for one more quick track before we step into the guest mix from Marshall Applewhite. This is one I've been meaning to play for a little while now, something nice and abstract. It's on the recent Optic Nerve Celestial Encounter EP release. This is Jazzy Circuitry. This is Black Tony's Step Glide remix.
2, Marshall Applewhite in the mix. Hold tight.
is Dave Clark and you're listening to Bass Agenda.
this is Saddam Singh, and you are listening to Base Agenda. Thank you. 
thanks and love out to Marshall Applewhite for taking part in the show. Really enjoyed getting to know his music a bit better over the last couple of weeks. I had two or three of his releases, but uh, it's been a real mind-blowing experience to see just how much this guy has put out. In two weeks' time, two great guests. We've got Q-Chip in part one, and in part two, a live set from Krypton81. Until then, keep well, enjoy your weekend. Cheers. Yo, this is DJ Digital. Thanks again for checking out Andy on the Base Agenda Show. 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 Base Agenda Show.